The following message is the Word of God from Abiyokuta Believers Meeting 2018, Latter Rain Season 2. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands to heaven. Lord Jesus, we honor you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Let's just bless his name and ask him again to give us a visitation. Ask him to give you an encounter. An encounter that will change our lives forever. rejected a man, a prophet still accepted him and God could not do anything about it. God rejected Saul, Samuel refused and David remained in the wilderness until God convinced Samuel enough to work with him. David's destiny remained closed although heaven had already rejected because a man on earth interface the will of God and the destiny of another man. Men are important. Yes. When God wants to shift you, he does not just send his word, he does not just send his spirit, it is always the spirit and the bride. The spirit and the bride. The spirit can cause things to happen in the realm of the spirit, but it takes the bride to make the word come. So the bride listens to the spirit. He says, the move of God says the spirit. Then the bride also says the move of God. Then the word will become the move of God. The spirit says speed. And the bride echoes back speed. Then the word of God becomes speed. If the spirit says speed and the bride keeps quiet, the word cannot become flesh. From the pages of my heart, let my worship begin that never ends. It's from the pages of my heart, let my worship begin. 
Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much. We have a lot to do tonight and um, we will be fast, conserve the time, but I'd like your heart to be very, very um, sensitive. I started a teaching in the morning. It, it was I didn't have time to touch on it, but let's see how far God will grant us grace um, to push through tonight. It's a lot to talk about. I came in and I heard Pastor teaching and how prophetic, how powerful and how in alignment his teaching was. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's start with 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Just to point a few things. We touched on it in the morning. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. If you are there, please say Amen. Is it projected? Okay. Let's read together, please. One, two, read. God bless you. Thank you. 
A few things are worthy of note as we begin to establish tonight's teaching. Number one, the Bible says there is a generation that is chosen. There is a generation that is chosen. I began to establish that in the morning. How that the privileges that we have as a people and as a dispensation is not necessarily a product of our spiritual levels. It is that by the election of grace, a body of knowledge has been allocated, a generation that happens to be ours. Are we together? So the Bible says that this generation has been chosen. Chosen. Then number two, it says that we are a priesthood. Leave the royalty part. It says we are a priesthood. This generation, the character of this generation that is chosen is such that in their composition is a priesthood. Are we together? Then the Bible says that we are a holy nation, a peculiar. Peculiar means different in patterns. Meaning that it is not the normal course, the normal order of things. A peculiar people. Then it says that we have been called to show forth the praises to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's talk a bit about that marvelous light. I told us that the only thing that makes us peculiar is the fact that we have been exposed to not just light, but marvelous light. There is a dimension of light and spiritual illumination that although our fathers regardless of their love for God, their pursuits and their sacrifices, it was not given to them. There was a spiritual restriction over that dimension of God. Are we together? So they were not able to enter into a comprehension of that reality. And the Bible tells us that for us it has been given. He brought us. We didn't enter. We were taken, initiated into this marvelous light. So it is the impact of the marvelous light on us that validates the fact that we are truly a chosen generation, that we are a royal priesthood, that we are a peculiar people. Without the marvelous light, there is nothing special. This is just empty prophecy. Are we together? It's the presence of the marvelous light and the impact of that light upon us that validates the fact that we are a peculiar people. So there are dimensions of truth that God has granted our generation access to. That even those who prophesied about it did not know what they were saying. They were speaking by the Spirit and they longed for a comprehension of the things that they were seeing. But it was not given to them. But blessed be the God of our Father that He has granted us grace that our generation will be the ones to open the scroll and read what is in it. Are we together? The Bible says that Jesus in Luke chapter 4, he says he stood up for to read the prophecy, the messianic prophecy that was written about him. And when he read it, this is what he said. This day is this scripture fulfilled. They had been reading it. But this day, a manifestation, an embodiment of this reality showed up. And to demonstrate that that was true, he saw a man whose hand had withered. He said, Mr. Man, stretch your hands. Not just because I want to perform a miracle. There has to be a demonstration that validates that I am the one this is talking about. Stretch your hands. 
And all of a sudden, his hand was straightened. And the people marveled. Truly, he's the one. And so we must not only just claim that we have this light. The experience that this light brings us into must be validated by something that is of substance. And this is why tonight's meeting is important. Because you are not only learning spiritual truths, there is a transference of possibility that is happening to you and will happen to you so that you become not only communicators of truth but validators of the same. Are we together? Acts chapter 1 says, But you shall receive power. Listen carefully. It says, After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Not men of God, not churchgoers. Are we together? Not overseers, not apostles, not prophets. You shall be witnesses. A witness is one who validates that the claims of another is true. Unfortunately, we were not there physically at the cross. So how can we be witnesses of the resurrection? How can we be witnesses of all of these things? He has sent his spirit. The same spirit that raised him up from the dead. He sent that spirit within us. So that by alignment to that spirit, although we were not there physically, are we together now? We can communicate a reality that even predates our existence. And we prove that he is Lord indeed. Like Pastor Poggi began to challenge us and then the sessions this morning. The times we are living in, people are tired of noise and stories. It is true. It is true. People are tired of propositions about God that do not sustain the power to make it an experience. So we keep writing books and proposing dimensions that the Bible says should be. You know, the Bible says hope deferred can make the heart weary. And the heart of many people, members and people within our territory, we are, we are getting weary. Oh, God can prophesy, but where is that experience? Oh, God can heal, where is that experience? God can prosper, where is that experience? If I serve the Lord, He can arise and build a fortification of protection. But where is that favor? Are we together? A car jams someone, pieces that car, and the man dies brutally on his way from church. And the sticker written on that car is, God is my defense. What are we saying? Now, I don't mean to be sarcastic. Tonight, I want to challenge us. There is a dimension in the spirit where certain possibilities happen. All possibilities do not happen at all dimensions. This is one of the mistakes that many people do not understand. The speakings of God is prophetic in context. So you will think it is valid for all dimensions. No, no. The Bible says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? There is a possibility that whoever ascends that dimension will experience that someone who is not there. Being in Christ is not everything. It opens us to the potentials for the reality that is captured in that Zoe life. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, and when you read from verse 18, it says, having their understanding darkened. Listen carefully. It says, alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. So the tragedy is not that the Zoe life is not a reality. But that this life is such that it operates through knowledge. And so their understanding has been darkened. And they have been alienated from the experience of that life they claim to be possessors of. 
Are we together now? There has to be more. There is a mandate upon our generation and we must demonstrate the reality of all that we propose to men from scripture. You are not going to meet me worshipping Buddha and having some level of results and you come and threaten me with hellfire and then you tell me to stop and then I say, okay, while I was working with Buddha, I had the opportunity to manipulate favor in my direction. I could do something in my room that would create an effect in my office. And now you have told me to get born again. And I sit down and I'm a victim of the vicissitudes of life. Is there no strategy in the kingdom that gives me an advantage? Then you are quick to tell me there is. But then I live my life and never walk in that experience. And then we lie a great lie. Since I was young and now I am old. Guess what we say? I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg for bread. That was not a song. It was a man's testimony who was standing from a trajectory in the spirit. And if you do not assume that posture in the spirit, that will never be your experience. Are we together? Yes. So we have a lot of propositions that communicate potentials that are captured in the kingdom experience. But then we never walk in the reality of these things. My assignment tonight is by the spirit of revelation and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to bridge that gap between expectation and experience. There is a consolation to your faith when the word becomes flesh. Are we together? The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then we beheld, we beheld, we beheld. Not the word in the realm of the spirit. The word became flesh, dwelt among us. Are we together? That a student comes and says, man of God, I don't know what happened as I am right now. I'm about to fail my exams. And you say, oh God can do it again. May God bless you. And the student goes back and finds out that what would have happened still happened. Where then is the advantage? And we jack ourselves up and down and say the Holy Ghost is this and that now. No. It's calling us deeper. 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 He's calling you deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Hallelujah. So the goal is not God bless you, bless you people. Thank you. The, the goal is not is not just to listen to a tape. Please listen very carefully because we are a generation with so much appetite for knowledge, and we think that the advantage is in the volume. Of privy information. The Bible says ever learning. Ever learning. There is an appetite to accumulate spiritual information. We think the honor is in the accumulation of spiritual information. That is seldom known by others. So we, we are in a, in a search all over the internet. Hoping to find a spiritual information that is privy to a few people. So that when we stand at our churches or fellowships. When we communicate them, the honor becomes because of the scarceness of the information. No. 
it takes life. Life. The life-giving factor that you can stand and tell people, God bless you, and they have learned through experience the power of the words that proceed from you. They know that God bless you is not just an emotional communication from a man. They know that your words, they have learned by obedience, they have learned through experience that God is with you. And that when you speak, there is, there is something, a transaction you and God have that forces him to back your words. For I am a man under authority, the centurion said. I say unto one, go, and he goeth. I say unto one, come, and he comes. Hallelujah. So we began to explain the fact that um, the agenda of God, remember? That God's end time agenda is a reality. I hope that within the few minutes we have tonight, before we pray, I'll be able to help you understand the sequence of that agenda. And the first of that sequence is the manifestation of Enoch and Elijah. Remember? I told us that Enoch and Elijah will precede that move of God. Enoch is the seventh man from creation according to Genesis 5. And the Bible records a testimony about Enoch that he walked with God. It was a testimony incontestable that there was such a man the seventh man from creation whatever enoch understood the bible says that he walked with god to a point that he was not are we together now enoch enoch is a prophetic system that represents hunger and intimacy the benefits and the reward for knowing god there is a labor dimension of knowing God. Listen, let me tell you something up front. Not everything in the kingdom is a gift. If everything in the kingdom were a gift, what then is the reward for obedience? Are we together? Don't get into that deception that everything is a gift. No. No. I don't want to comment on the whole thing that Pastor began to share about grace and all of that. You know, sometimes people taint me for being controversial because of my perspectives. But... Um, you see, the mistake, especially with our brothers and sisters that have a little imbalance around the grace movement, is that when you interpret spiritual things in the flesh, it will always come with a side effect. Are we together now? Yes. Grace, the very definition of grace to our generation is why we have missed it. We define grace as unmerited favor. The Bible never defined it like that. It is only a dimension of grace that is unmerited. There are dimensions of grace that are merited. Let me tell you what my definition of grace is. Every good and perfect gift that comes from above is called grace. Any commodity that you do spiritual business with that is not obtainable from the earth, that must come from heaven, routed through Christ, is called grace. Anointing is grace. Wisdom is grace. Are we together now? Yes. Faithfulness is grace but the system of accessing it is where we miss it and so we lie to people that everything is unmerited no sir when he gave one five talents he gave one two talent he gave one one talent and righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne the bible says he gave them not according to his love for them according to their several ability 
And the end of that parable proved him to be a wise God because he was right. Anyway, let's get back to our discussion. Enoch. Enoch. Many people who are attempting to position themselves and, and dear men and women of God, please let's, let's just listen to this. I think this will be a great blessing to us. Did you know that the foundation of your Christian experience is not the dispensing of power and teaching well? You must encounter Enoch. Then you encounter Elijah. Listen carefully. The Bible lets us know that the structure of the kingdom was built in a way that the chief cornerstone is Christ. But that when you meet Christ, he's not the only personality or system you encounter. Are we together now? You encounter Christ, he's the foundation. But even heaven was, was founded upon the names of 12 men. Heaven, Satan is not there, but the foundation has allocation spiritually, each with the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Because you see, human beings are not just bodies with minds. Human beings, many times, are hosts of spiritual systems. You must understand this. Human beings are not just flesh and blood. Human beings are hosts of not just anointings, but spiritual systems of God's program. So the body can die, but the system continues. Enoch is not just a man. Enoch is a system. It's the spiritual protocol that guides men to understand intimacy with the spirit. It's captured and embodied in a personality called Enoch. Seven. The number seven. The seventh man from creation. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 24. Enoch. The seventh man from creation. The Bible says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Took him. Took him. There is a dimension of that system of Enoch that must rub off on our generation if we will last. The foundation of a life that will be useful in the kingdom and in this revival is a life that must encounter the spirit of Enoch. Love for God. Not love to be used by God. Love for God. Genuine love for God. Love greater than ministry. Passion greater than the need for exposure. If you do not encounter Enoch, there is a dimension of this revival you will corrupt. There is something that the spirit, the system of Enoch will do to you. Enoch is the system that brings encounter. The Bible says in John chapter 14, and when you read with me verse 21, here's what it says. It says, He that keepeth my commands, he it is that loves me. It says, And I will love him, and my Father will love him. And we, we, as the Godhead, will do what? Manifest. I will come to him and reveal him. Because the Bible says that the secret things of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them. The secret things of the Lord is not with believers. It's with them that fear him. It's the word Yirat Adonai. Reverence. The spirit of reverence. Not just believing in God but placing value and respect and honor. Are we together? So we must encounter Enoch. Enoch was a very strange man. 
Not much is said about him in scripture. Just three um, major places in the Bible that we find where Enoch, his prophecy, and then a little about him, and then we see that the Bible testifies that he walked with God. Number two, you must encounter the spirit of Elijah. I'm hurrying up. The spirit of Elijah is the spirit of prayer and supplication. It's not just a prophetic spirit, for there were many other prophets. Elijah is typified in his ability to manipulate spiritual realities through the instrument of prayer and supplication. There cannot be any revival nor any move of God. Darkness cannot be stayed over a territory if there are no men and women who understand the prophetic dimension of prayer and intercession. Is captured in the personality, Elijah. The Bible says, if is any man afflicted, James chapter 5, he says, let them pray. And then he brings a portrait, a system that represents that possibility. He says, for Elijah was a man of like passion like us. And he prayed earnestly for a period of three and a half years that there be no rain on the earth. He shut the heavens. He showed us that believers on earth are in a system of governance. That it is within our power to manipulate realities on every of the mountain of influence. Not by carrying placards and going there, but assuming a posture in the spirit. Elijah was not found in a radio station. Elijah was not found anywhere. He went to an exact location and made rain to stop. The same way Jezebel was not found moving around. She stayed also in a location and strengthened the prophets of Baal. Jezebel was a system. Never was it found that she was having a meeting with the people. But her influence did something to the prophets of Baal. Are we together? All you see happening on earth is not a clash of men. It's a clash of systems. It's just that those systems have been hosted in human bodies. So you will think men are fighting. There is no man fighting anybody. It's a system fighting another system. The same way... Jezebel promised to take up the head of Elijah. Are we together now? And then John the Baptist comes in the spirit of Elijah. And then Herodias comes in the spirit of Jezebel. The fight continues. And like she said, she took off the head of that prophet. Are we together now? The three apostles of the Lamb, Peter, James, and John, the Bible records that these three had a special encounter with God. There was something they saw in the transfiguration that the remaining did not see. And the spirit of the Antichrist marked them. When it was time to begin to kill believers in the book of Acts, the first to go was James, quickly. And then he caught Peter. The devil was selecting those to die. It was not just that he wanted people to die anyhow. No, he wanted specific people. And the church said, no, no, no. We have to do something about it. And then they introduced the spirit of Elijah. Not complaining. They locked themselves. The fervent and effectual prayer of the righteous availed much. Let me tell you the truth. This generation doesn't know how to pray. We have to learn how to pray. We know how to ask, but we don't know how to pray. Most of our prayer is full of asking for things, which is not wrong. Most of the things that we ask for, a system in the kingdom has been provided for that allocation. Prayer is not the seed for many of the things we ask for. 
the spirit of wisdom and the system, the very system of the kingdom was so designed that if, if aligned to accordingly should supply those things. That's why when we, when we are blessed, we don't know what else to pray about because we were told that prayer is all about asking. Prayer is a system of governance. It's the mystery of priesthood. It's how the royal priesthood legislates. Prayer is not just an instrument of asking. It's a system of governance. Ask Daniel, like Pastor shared, when the spirits that controlled the Medo-Persian Empire came and they wanted to manipulate one man, because of prayer, a policy, a senate came together not to stop God in the land, but to stop prayer for only 30 days. Satan knows what 30 days of a corporate prayerlessness of a people can do. 30 days. After that, you can change the policy. And Daniel said, no way. No way. He didn't just pray and say, God, save me. There was a prayer for the land. And he faced Jerusalem according to the prayer of Solomon. That every time any man faces Jerusalem, you see, these are mysteries of prayer. He was not using his faith for that prayer. That challenge was bigger than his personal faith. And he tapped into a covenant that a man had entered with God. And said, Lord, Solomon dedicated this temple and said, Anyone who turns to that temple and talks to you, there are things you receive not for your sake. If you depend on your spiritual growth level for every dimension, you may never enter it. So God brought gifts to the body to help facilitate our entering certain dimensions. Are we blessed? The spirit of Elijah. Please give us Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. One of the things that the Bible says will happen to the house of David, and David here is symbolic, is that upon that house, the spirit of grace and supplication, Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. If we can have it projected, otherwise I'll just read from, look for it and read from here. But that the spirit of supplication, please read with me, is it projected? Okay, go ahead and read. One to read. And I will pour upon the house of David, uh-huh, the spirit of grace. The first part of it is my, is my point of emphasis. That the Lord, wanting to help a generation experience Him, will pour upon them corporately the spirit of grace and supplications. Grace and supplications. When it was time for rain to return, the Bible says Elijah, same key. He went and began to pray. And he prayed seven times until he saw what looked like the feast of a man. And then rain came. Let me tell you this. It is better for you to not know anything about scripture and be prayerful. Something will happen in that your prayer altar that will bring you revelation. If all you know is to sit down and just flip through scripture, you will never. The foundation for any church is first prayer. Revelation comes as a derivative of that prayer. Every true ministry starts as a prayer group. They first start with prayer, not just Bible study. 
prayer, then the gift of the Spirit begins to work. Then the man is compelled to be sound through the word. It is always prayer. The Spirit of Elijah. Let me show you one other thing about the Spirit of Elijah. Please read with us Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4 and verse 5. Can you project it for us? The Bible says, Behold, I will send you what? Now, I hope you know Elijah had been translated at this time. So what was God saying? Behold, I will send you before the great and the terrible day of the Lord. I told you Elijah is a system. It's a system that prepares men for the move of God. Every time God is coming, Elijah must forerun him. Elijah is an apostolic and prophetic system. And the assignment of Elijah is threefold. Number one is to correct the wrong patterns. When Elijah shows up, there is a correction of wrong patterns and ordinances. He brings men back into an alignment with the things of God. The spirit of Elijah is the spirit of restoration. That Elijah will restore all things, the book of Matthew tells us. Hallelujah. You know, when you see a fiery man of God, you say, ah, this is the Elijah of our time. Well, that's, that's really not what the Bible is talking about because Elijah is a system. I told you the first manifestation of Elijah in the Bible was in a person called Noah. <laughs> Just because it's not said the spirit of Noah, the same way they didn't say the spirit of John the Baptist, but John had something. Human beings embody certain possibilities in the spirit. And sometimes they are named after that possibility. But that possibility has nothing to do with them. Are we together now? Yes. When these two spirits are released upon a territory and upon a people, then certain things begin to happen. The first is Enoch and the second is Elijah. Two dimensions that prepare men for revival then men will again begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Let me tell you what these two spirits will do. Number one, they will keep men in touch with spiritual reality because the hunger was predicated on intimacy, not a need for fame. Remember, Enoch before Elijah. Elijah is charismatic. Elijah challenges Ahab. But Enoch is the secret. Let me tell you this. Everything in the kingdom that is glorious is veiled. The veil is a mystery in the spirit. Are we together? Remember when Rebecca was being taken to Isaac. The moment she saw Isaac, what happened? Because she was a woman of virtue. When all of you is seen by everyone, it's a sign that you are cheap. Most of you must be veiled to remain glorious. The veil is a mystery. I'm not just talking of the curtain that was torn. The veil is a mystery of preserving glory. That's why the most sensitive parts of your body, listen carefully, the most sensitive parts of your body are not, um, they are not obvious. Your heart, your brain, let something go wrong with your kidney and you see how helpless your hand and your nice whatever. So one of the symptoms of the absence of the spirit of Enoch is an, an unquenchable appetite to be known. It's a sign that you have been so reduced in the spirit that there is such an insatiable hunger to be known. 
Because according to the law of times and seasons, there is a season of appearance. So not every door that is opened is worthy of entering. It is spiritual discipline to watch a door open and yet restrain yourself because you perceive that there is a season of appearing. Is God speaking to us? Enoch. The spirit that brings intimacy in the people that will love God. Whether my ministry blossoms or not, I love you. Leaving you is not all this. I will backslide after this and that. Those very childish talk, no. I've lost the ability to say no to you because the spirit of Enoch, much more than working for God, working with him, Enoch. You can look at men and know the absence of that dimension of encounter. There's a lot of flamboyancy over spiritual activities. But a major part of you must remain in the secret place. That's how we draw strength. That's how we draw grace. Are we blessed? Number two. The second in the sequence of events that will be captured in God's end time agenda is an outpouring of the spirit of revelation. The first is a manifestation of Enoch and Elijah. Two spiritual systems that make for intimacy and prayer. Are you getting the order now? So the first sequence, listen carefully. The first thing that happens in a revival is not miracles. It's not news on TV. No, no. That's a wrong sequence. They are just the obvious ones. But there is a preparation. It is always Enoch and Elijah. And let me tell you, that encounter of Enoch and Elijah can take many years for many people. There was a woman called Anna the prophetess. And the Bible says right from a few years after, um, from her virginity, the Bible says that she stayed in the temple in the spirit of Elijah praying Jesus to come. Jesus didn't just come because God was mighty. There was someone operating in the spirit of Elijah. The same way Elijah prayed and rain came. When she came and they brought Jesus to the temple, she said, ah, now my eyes have seen the consolation of Israel. I have seen a token like the hand. I have not seen the full grown man, but I have seen the baby. This is it. There are people who shout revival. They don't pray. They don't love God. They just hope that something will happen. We keep mesmerizing on stage. The Well Street Revival. They are Susa Street. One day, one day, God will move. Just wait and see. It will never happen. It's not just something that is, is dependent on God alone. God must find a people who love Him enough to say, Lord, this is no longer about fame. This is no longer about a need to see myself rise. This is not about ambition. This is not about job promotion alone. This is not just about favor and breakthrough. As important as they are, I have come to a point where your burden has become my burden. I have come to a point where your heartbeat has become my heartbeat. Even if I have a car and your agenda stalls, I am not satisfied. I am more, I am more concerned about the continuity of your program than even my necessary food. The generation that can speak that is calling something from eternity into their territory. 
And let me tell you something. You see, it is because of this that I hate things like poverty, Pastor. I, I don't hate poverty just because it stops you from buying can. I hate poverty because of what it does to our focus on the agenda of the kingdom. So Satan manipulates the economy and you go to pray with a burden to pray for souls and after five minutes you are strolling down because you are looking at the PTA letter of your child's school fees and that reality is dawning on you. Satan has captured your concentration by manipulating the economy. It is the premise upon which prosperity should be taught. It's not just about cars and houses. What then will, is because we have, we have lived around poor people. When you go around wealthy people, they will laugh at you for some of these, these funny things people do. That, you know, those people, you need to propose something higher for them to want. What if God will bless you? They go, ah, I just finished signing a deal of $100 million and you are saying God will bless me. What are you saying? The hotel you are staying belongs to me. The venue you are using belongs to me. What is God will bless me? I live, I've been doing business for 37 years without God in my life. I never failed once. Show me something higher. There is an emptiness. There is a dimension of God that he put in every man. It's called eternity. Eternity is not just a location there. It's a space that only the size of God can fill. He put in every man. No matter what you accomplish in time, when God wants to lure you to know him, he will touch that dimension. And nothing you have in time will sustain the ability to satisfy you. That is what will save the kings that sit upon the mountains of our sphere of influence. It's not promising them, no, they don't want nothing. They can change your life. They can make you a billionaire in 10 minutes. Not millionaire, a billionaire in 10 minutes. So when you bring all your, your hilarious outline of proposition, they say, walk out of my office, please. I need something real. Fill me up, 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 fill me up.
it says that there are many kinds of bodies, some celestial and some terrestrial. It says that even among the stars, one different from another in glory, their extent of illumination. You know how old angels are by how much light they emit, which is a product of how much they have visited the throne room because the Bible says they excel in light. You measure their age by the level of illumination that emits from their spirit. Are you seeing the basis for the pride of Lucifer? He was the son of the morning, the light bearer, the librarian of heaven, the custodian of the mysteries of God. And upon that light, when he searched and saw everything, he concluded that if this is all of God, then I can be God. But he did not know that God hides himself in unapproachable light. The mysteries that surround him are like chariots. You catch one dimension, you can stay for eternity there. That's what makes God, God. The fact that he's surrounded by light. For every disobedience, there is a mystery that has been created to remedy it. That's why heaven is in a state of order and dexterity. God is not threatened. He doesn't get up to check who is rebelling. The light answers. The light that emits from the throne room. Listen, the light of God said balances order in heaven. Give us Job. Job 38 and verse 33. The spirit of revelation. Follow me carefully. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. Just keep the scripture. At the center of my life, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. Please give us that scripture. Sit down. Job was in a state where he was frustrated. He believed that he did everything right. Job could not understand why his life was like this. And in his frustration, the Bible says Job summoned God. God, come down and give me an explanation as to why my life is the way it is. I gave sacrifices in advance for my children. Why should this happen? And then when you read, just keep that in but when you read from verse 1, the Lord came and all that the conversation was a dispensing of mysteries. Job, where were you when I founded the earth? When I laid the cornerstone? Have you ever seen that cornerstone? Geography says the earth is revolving in the air. God said the earth was founded on an exact cornerstone. A foundation laying ceremony was heard and then he uses a very strange term. He said at that time they were sons of God and they sang for joy. Who are they? Because many people teach that. You see, sons of God is not a New Testament concept. No. Sons of God is an office. It just happened that it took the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus to bring us to that office. Let me rest my case. Let's, let's, let's not dabble into that. Job, knowest thou the 
ordinances of heaven. This is God speaking to Job. Job, do you know why heaven is operating at such level and frequency of excellence? There has never been any record in scripture that God left his throne to go around heaven. The epicenter of heaven is the throne room. Are we together? Twelve informations are given about heaven and the epicenter is the throne room. There is no light any other place in heaven. The light in heaven emanates from the throne room and coordinates every other activity. The light. And he told Job, know it down the ordinances of heaven. And if you do, question two, canst thou establish the dominion of those laws here on earth? A kingdom by, that reigns through light. Your access to the mysteries of the spirit is what brings you dominion. The excellency of power in this kingdom is not predicated upon wishes. It's not vain knowledge, being puffed up, ever learning. But there is a body of truth. So when God wants to lift you, listen carefully brothers and sisters. When God wants to honor you, he first anoints you by opening your eyes to see. I told you where the word of God is, is where his anointing is. The anointing of God has a location. Let me show you something. Am I boring you tonight? <sighs> Jesus Christ. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 2. If we can have amplified. Media, is it possible to give us amplified? If it's not possible, then, then, then no problem. But I wish we would see it. Uh... Oh no, there's something I'm looking for. If I don't find it, that's all right. Okay, no problem. You just forget about it. I, I'm looking for a scripture. Um, very powerful scripture that reveals something very prophetic about the horns. It says that the light that emanates from his hand, I think it's Habakkuk or so. Yes, Habakkuk. It says, there is the hiding place of his power. That when he stretches his hand, there is a light that comes from his hand. And right there where that light is, that is the hiding place of his power. God's power has a location. It's where his light is. So when God is ready to introduce his power, his light comes first. See, this is how you know the spirit of error. This is the difference between witchcraft and the communication of power that stems from God. The difference is what precedes it. Light. Light. Are we together? The outpouring of the spirit of revelation. Paul cried and cried and cried and cried that the church would come into a comprehension that they will be granted the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Let's look at two scriptures. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 9. Paul, Paul prayed that all men may see. Ephesians chapter 3. He says, okay, just go back to King James. Just go back to King James. To make all men do what? See. That's a miracle. When Jesus saw blind people, he took the case serious. Because blindness in this kingdom is serious. The eye is the light of the body. He says, if thy eye be single, your body is full of light. 
your body, regardless of what else is lightened, if your eye is not lightened. And remember, when, when in the book of Revelations, when John saw what was happening, the lamb, he said he had seven horns and what? Seven eyes. Perfect revelation. The blessing of understanding and illumination is a blessing indeed. To make all men see, to become partakers, brought into fellowship of the mysteries of the kingdom through the power of sight. God opens your eyes and grants you capacity to comprehend the mysteries of the kingdom. How we so need that. We need it desperately in our generation. That is the marvelous light that we are talking about. It is the spirit of revelation that helps you to prune away error. Listen, without the spirit of revelation, all the rods look the same. It takes the eyes of the spirit to know Pharaoh's rod from Moses' rod. Are we together now? First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says the spirit speaketh expressly. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. That the spirit speaketh expressly. Not Thessalonians, Timothy. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, he says, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Now, uh, permit me to use this phrase. You know how seduction works. It is subtle. It doesn't get you in one day. Are we together? Seducing spirits and then doctrines of devils. It says the Spirit of God is expressly warning that there are other spirits on earth aside from me. And that they can also manipulate human spirits to believe something. They can use the word of God like a knife in a way. It is not only believers that can use the word of God. Satan can use the word of God. The word of God is given to everyone to use. For without the word, nothing is ever made. Whether through occult or through whatever. It is not what is produced that matters. It's whether the spirit supervises that. That's the difference between witchcraft. I can use the word of God assisted by another spirit and work out something that is real. The word of God produced it. If there ever is creation on earth, whether from occult or whatever, it is the logos of God that is the substance responsible for creation. How it was manipulated is another story. But if you ever see creation anywhere, that's the logos at work. Without that word, nothing was made. Nothing. That's why you can enter a Habalist shrine and see a Bible. And you will read a scripture and you will get a miracle. And you'll be surprised. You'll be convinced that because you read a Bible, it just, no, no. The Bible is not the Word of God. The Bible hosts the Word of God. You see that? If all you read is just Scripture, you didn't read the Word of God. The part of the Bible that is able to minister spirit and life, that's the Word of God. Because in this Bible, many things spoke. There are Scriptures you will read and get into error. You read it from Bible, but that was not the Word of God. People spoke here in their foolishness. They spoke in the depravity of their minds. That could not be the word of God. It was clear that the spirit had departed from them when they said those things. The Bible says all that was written in scripture. It was embodied for our learning that we through the comfort of scripture might find hope. It's not a pattern for us to follow. 
That's why it takes the Holy Spirit to open up scripture. Carrying the Bible without the Holy Spirit is what is responsible for some of these erroneous interpretations. Because no man can learn on his own. You must be assisted by a spirit. So when the devil sees the Bible open, you are giving him a chance. And no spirit is assisting you. He will come in the similitude of a seducing spirit. And give you revelation from the Bible. Satan will not tell you to look at a shrine. It's, it's too much of disobedience. You are wiser than that. So he will use it is written to destroy you. And just because you picked it out of Bible... You will stand and argue, whereas you are already in error. Light of the world, you step down into the Here's the prayer now. Open my eyes, let me see. Can you sing that prayer one more time? You're the light of the world, you step Open my eyes. It's a big miracle. Big miracle. The Bible says, those whom the God of this world had blinded their minds. Blinded their minds. Are we together? Listen. When the spirit of revelation comes upon a people, then you not only begin to understand the word of God, but you understand the character of God. The purpose of reading the Bible, listen carefully brothers and sisters, the purpose of reading the Bible is not to ease the guilt of alienating your life from the things of God. For many of us, the whole frame, the scope of our studying the Bible is, is an attempt to manage our, our psychological pain of, of feeling like we are betraying God. Oh Jesus, you did all this for me. I mean, if I don't read my Bible, am I not, am I not a bad person? So you open your Bible and, and then you read something that doesn't make sense to you. And you know it doesn't make sense. You close it backwards. You are happy. At least you are sure that God saw you reading the Bible. So it's on record. And then for those of us that God has granted a little bit of grace, we stretch it through cover to cover and, and we make a fool of ourselves believing that just because you open one cover and close the cover at the back, that meant that the scripture entered you. The Bible says it is the entrance. Hold on. The entrance of thy word that gives life. What is the relationship between something entering you and you opening a book? It takes the spirit. And the spirit entered into me when he spake. Not when I read. When he spake. If all you are doing is just reading with no voice. That's why we don't get faith. Faith comes by hearing, not reading. Not reading. A voice must come out from what you are reading to give you faith. Help that lady under the anointing place. Faith comes by hearing. Are we together? We need light. There is a lot. And I say this with, I am very sympathetic to the body. I love the body of Christ. But we need we need the we need a we need a baptism of the spirit of revelation where we are shown an exact body of knowledge that is applicable for the program of God for our generation. 
not knowledge that is a repetition of ideas celebrated because of its castness. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. He says, Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven, and canst thou establish their dominion upon the earth? Do you have the keys of knowledge of the kingdom by which you can set men free, by which you can accelerate their journey? Are we together? If this man, you're a man of God, sir, please come. If this man of God comes to me and says, Sir, I have already been delayed 10 years. Do I understand the system in the spirit to program this man's life such that the next five months recovers? Because years can be recovered. But do I know the system? The system is not just saying move. No, that's not the system. Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? This is where our bankruptcy of walking in the supernatural comes from. It's not just absence of anointing. It's the requisite spiritual knowledge. We have knowledge, but not enough. So when the mercy of God pours, he comes with knowledge. We have prayed, then he begins to enlighten us. Are we together now? The difference between any two people, I'll talk about the anointing. The difference between the dominion they command is their access to the specific light that has been allocated to reveal God in their generation. Some have accessed it more than others. So they are able to manipulate spiritual realities to confirm to God's word and God's patterns faster. Someone can pray for this man with all his heart. Man of God, may the Lord honor you. Let's agree. And you agree and pray. And the man goes back and nothing happens. And your inability to bring Christ misrepresents that dimension of God because an onlooker somewhere begins to conclude that that thing that was written in scripture is a theory the world is depending on our accuracy of understanding to reveal the fullness of Christ all the lopsided dimensions of him that are not knowing his system has caused the world they have, they have made an inference based on our repeated failures that God is unable to move in this dimension so it, it, to a point that if I pray for this man of God now and I say, man of God, may God lift you. He just laughs and says, amen. Just so that I won't feel bad. But even him, he knows. And sometimes, shamefully, me, the person, the speaker, I know that nothing happened. It's just that my ego will not allow me to admit it. I don't see him after three days and say, has anything happened? I never expected it. He was just trying to be brotherly. This is brotherly kindness. But that a people will come who the opening of your mouth is like opening the gates of heaven. Mm. Mm. That Isaac blessed Jacob and when Esau came, he said, there's nothing I can give you. Where did he go to? What exactly did he give that he said it has finished? It couldn't have been words. Esau comes and says, check. It's not, it's out of check. Nothing is left. Ah, where was it taught? You believe that what he said was just it? Do words finish? Just say, I cancel that blessing and I give you another one. You say, I'm sorry, it's over. That means what you are saying is not coming from somewhere. That's why our words never finish, but the results don't even happen. They are not there, it's empty, there's nothing there.
I say unto one, go, and he goeth. That's authority. And he goeth. I say unto one, come, and he cometh. I say unto this destiny, shift, and it shifts. If it does shift, then there is something you are operating in. Let me tell you something. The proof of your authority is creation respecting your words. Hear me. Creation has never been disobedient. It depends on who is the speaker. This creation you see has been ever obedient. The concept of disobedience is relative. Relative to the bankruptcy of the life that is within you. That causes you to believe like the sons of Sceva that is just about speaking. There must be a track record in the spirit. Are we blessed? So most of you have tried it. You secretly try to bless somebody. And you smuggle the blessing into the person's life and it backfired, nothing happened. You call the person and the person says, ah, I've been looking for you. I don't know what you did for me. It was even better off before you spoke that thing because if I'm to tell you the truth, nothing really happened. And then here's the obvious answer. You don't have faith. It's not true. That the person listening to you is enough. How do you raise a dead man then? Who cannot hear you and cannot believe. Watch this. Some of us come from villages where a charm was prepared and someone matched the charm. He didn't have faith in it. Though. He was on his way going to church and he matched something and his leg started swelling. The leg didn't ask him, do you believe I'm going to expand? <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just, I'm just probing your convictions. God is pouring new wine. When God wants to frustrate that dimension, he pours a little of the new wine in the old wineskin so it will tear. And you have to replace it with a new wineskin. Because you cannot put new wine in an old wineskin. Are we together? Look at me. Can we receive something in this place tonight that can cause us to go back home with joy? As you knock your gate, you say, I found it. Found what? You say, I found something. I found something. Now listen, they will say, was it not how you went the other day and you came back after one night with you, shouting and making all kinds of noise? And you say, no, I found something. And you will watch creation. Say, yes, he's found it. We see that, that signature of light. That we saw in Daniel that stopped the lions. That, that, that light component, the entrance, the word of God has entered him. Listen carefully. And you can stand and say for 30 years, nobody has ever risen in this family. This is not the issue of man of God. Kingdom legislature through light. That you stand and manipulate the forces of the spirit to align themselves in a dimension that begins to produce a predictable outcome. And you go to bed. By the next day, somebody who applied for a job five years ago, a manager that have no business going to the office, something from your statement carries him to the office. And he says, come on, what have I done to you? Let me tell you this. 
we labor for nothing on earth because we don't understand how vain it is to fight in the flesh. The realm of the spirit is infinitely in control. When realities are settled in the spirit, you will play life like a chess. Believe me. Imagine if you had to bring down Jericho with a, a digger. Five chariots could stand in the fence. Whether it's on the ground or up, it's still the same thing. You are in trouble. But he took a mystery. He said, no, this battle, let the axe speak while we keep quiet. Take it round. The forces that protect Jericho is not cement and mortar. So lift the axe. Let the priesthood walk. This is not war of swords. This is engage the mystery of the priesthood. For seven days, go around Jericho. You thought they were silent, but the ark was speaking. And on the seventh day, it says, Don't just make any sound and bring it down. Listen to me. We must sustain spiritual intelligence to know how to command victory in this life. The efforts we put to life is too much. That's why life looks unfair. Who taught you to win that way? For there is a light that shines in darkness. And it says the darkness comprehended it not. Listen carefully. You look at your loved ones. Ten people. No job. The mystery that is responsible for that joblessness is not even within that location. Yet, you say, okay, let's pray together. All of us, let's just talk to the Lord. Look at how we mock ourselves. Oh God, we are before you again. We have served you all our lives. And heaven is watching. And all your destiny helpers are on earth, but they cannot be reached. Because the mystery to engage, to touch them. You are not interested in learning. You are rather interested in just watching a video online and going to say the new topic is A and B and C. The knowledge that cannot save and help is useless to our dispensation. Not every knowledge is useful in this generation. We must trust God by His Spirit to edit the body of knowledge and bring truths that are able to produce fruits and fruits that abide. He said, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come? He says He will whether he guides you or not, you will find something. But he needs to guide you. Because there are many useless things you will find. So he will guide you. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Thank you. He's brooding over every darkness. That's what he's doing tonight. You are causing life to shine. You are bruised. Simon, please be sensitive now. I already see angelic activities here now. We are getting to pray. When I begin to see angels moving around like that, then I know that God wants to begin to move. Please sit down, sit down. Let's just get somewhere. Listen to me. Let, me. let me challenge you, precious people of God. Go and write down every dimension of God that you seek to see 
revealed in your life, in your family and your territory and begin to find out the truth allocated for that result. Every dimension of possibility in the kingdom is tied to a mystery, a hidden code of operation. Matthew 13 and verse 11, the Bible says, For it has been given to you to know, to know like a man knows his wife, not just to be aware. This is not awareness. You are already aware, but to know. When a man meets his wife, there is a result. Her pregnancy is proof. So when you know that truth, something enters you. You are not, help that lady, please. My God, look at this. Please just be sensitive. Whether or not, let me say this, whether or not you are an usher, please, if someone is under the anointing, help them. By now, I, I believe you should know, you should understand, so that we don't have people enjoying themselves. We're going to pray. But many of you, one of the things that you are receiving tonight, listen carefully, I told you, much more than this word, you will be surprised. You will open the Bible and suddenly you will see a straight line from Genesis to Revelation. Something that you may not even be able to explain. So I'm not just teaching. We are, we are being hosted by a dimension of the Spirit. Then open he their understanding, a comprehension. Then you will now find out that God has been fair, that it is the absence of knowing what to do. The absence. This is a kingdom of light. We reign by knowledge. It says, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. But it says, through the knowledge, through the knowledge. That's the key. Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. The Bible says in Isaiah 60, it says, arise, shine for your not because you are tired of sitting down. The system for arising in the kingdom is when your light comes. Not when it's available. It's always been there. But the day it comes, the Bible says, He told me, stand up, but I was weak. And then the Spirit entered when He spoke to me and took me upon my feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. When you find light in the spirit, illumination, knowledge, when you are settled and established in light, then you are ready for the last dimension where you can now host the anointing. The anointing is useless when these things have not happened. Without Enoch, the pride that comes with the anointing will kill you. 
because the anointing is charismatic in operation, there must be a track record of your love for God to hold so much power and yet have so much discipline. That's why you need Enoch and you need Elijah. Otherwise, that anointing will not continue to stay in your life. The pride from the results you get will no longer drive you. There must be a spirit that drives you. Jesus was driven by the spirit. He didn't just go to pray. You are trying to pray on your own. The Bible says, quicken us and we will call upon your name. It's not just an act of the will. There is a quickening. There is a dimension of the Holy Spirit allocated for bringing you into that experience. Listen carefully. We are going to pray now. Hallelujah. Please take it high for me, Mike. Listen. Listen. This anointing you see, let me teach you something. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, listen carefully. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not oil. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not handkerchiefs and aprons. Please listen carefully. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is a system for transferring His possibilities. Are we together? The anointing of the Spirit itself is God's power. His ability to produce results at His dimension. Rabbi, we know that thou art a man sent from God. For no man can do these things except no man can heal the sick except this is not normal with men. It's not a commodity obtainable in the world of men except God be with him. Listen, when Peter was in the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, this is what he told them in verse 38. Look at the extent to which God anointed Jesus. The issue was not the anointing. The issue was how God looked at the extent. Jesus did not do what he did just because he was Jesus. There was an anointing. There was an agency. Listen to me. This is not about trial and error. If the requisite anointing allocated for that result is not there, no matter how you route it, you will never get that result. Listen. When Elisha carried the mantle of Elijah, the river did not say, wait, who are you? It didn't part for Elijah. It parted for whoever was holding that mantle. Listen, there is a dimension of the anointing of the spirit we need in our lives. Many of us think just because someone is falling here and there in a meeting, you are anointed. And we keep frustrating ourselves. You know you are anointed by the results that come. It's very clear that the results, I mean, in a crowd like this, two people are healed. Is that anointing? It's a shame. We come and make a lot of noise and say God is here. And two people healed, two people blessed, five people with a testimony. What of the rest? But you see, in the realm of the spirit, you can only solve the problems that are within the jurisdiction of the level of the anointing you carry. Anointing is like money. If I have 1,000, I can't lie to you that I will buy a car for you. 
I can tell you I will buy a plate of food and you'll be surprised that I can get it. The anointing works like money. Many of you, what you need is more of the same thing. Because the problems in your ministries are now higher than your level of anointing. And he measured a thousand cubits of the same thing and the river increased. Not oil, same river. But it was to my feet and there were things I could not do. Then he allocated a measure, a thousand cubits, it was to my loins. Then now it became a river. Listen to me. It is the reason why you find out that in our homes, only certain testimonies keep recycling. It's a sign that that is the level of grace that can produce it. You find out that certain results just keep recycling. Anything higher than that, it can happen. Listen. Listen to me. If I tell you, do you have money in your pocket, you bring it out. You're holding money. But someone who is a billionaire is holding money and you deceive yourself to believe that two of you are holding money. Is it the same thing you are holding? Please answer me, intelligent people. So when it comes to eating a plate of food, both of you can eat. Are we together? Then it comes to paying a medical bill and they say, sir, sorry, this, this kidney transplant is six million. And that other guy is holding money, but his money is what? Limited. How God anointed Jesus. You see the secret now? It's not that he was anointed. Look at the extent. It was the size of the anointing. The Bible says healing all. There is an anointing that heals all. But there is a level that if it has not gotten there, you can't heal all. Otherwise, why do you still seek his presence as an anointed man? What are you looking for again? Many of us have not backslidden, but we have never risen for a long time. We have stayed in a level. You've not gone down, frankly speaking. But hear me, the Bible says the Gentiles will come, not to you. They don't need you. You don't go to a mango tree. You want mango. It just happens that the mango fruit is on the tree. So you come to the tree. Gentiles will come to your light. Their kings will not come to your light because they are kings. They have results by themselves. They will keep watching. They will hear about you, but they are not impressed enough until like the queen of Sheba, they will hear of your greatness and come. And then they will say, my God, half of this was not told me. They come to the brightness. Brightness, consistency. That's a sign that you are rising intentionally. It's not by chance. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light my life. Like a candle. says that when it came to the issue of the anointing Saul met Samuel 
And Samuel said, is it not? There is a reason for the anointing. Is it not because God has ordained you? The anointing does not just come because you want it. There is a task. There is a revival. There is a role you have to play in God's end time. Is there no cause for this? Is there no reason? You are called into the healing ministry. Is it not because of this cause? Is it not because of this mandate on you? Is it not because you are this kingdom politician that the anointing must come? Is it not because you are a man of fire? Hallelujah. Let me read the last scripture. That's our anchor. It's the key to releasing all of this. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. Read the first five words. Ends with Lord. Ready? One to read. One more time. One more time. The Bible says like the sons of Issachar, whenever you discern that the season has come, go to the place of prayer with the spirit of Elijah and begin to ask. Ask the Lord the time has come. Ask ye of the Lord. Rain in the time of rain. Ask ye of the Lord. Healing in the time of healing. Ask ye of the Lord. Power in the time of power. Ask for everyone that asked. Receive it. Everyone that asked. Receive it. Shake it, shake it, shake it. to minister to you now in a few minutes. But hear me. Please help those under the anointing. Listen. The Bible says, withhold not good to him with which it is due. When it is within your power, don't tell him go today and come back tomorrow. Are we together? I'm going to minister to you and then we're going to pray for the sick now. It says, withhold not good. Many of you have been on this mountain of the Lord because I taught you in the morning the house of God is not where there is a pulpit and sound. The house of God is where there is a portal that opens to the gates of heaven. Whenever there is no portal that touches heaven, that's not the house of God. Jacob woke up and he said, this is the house of God because it is a portal that leads to the gates of heaven. Are we together? I want to pray for you. There is there is a dew of harmony. There is an unction. There is a grace. 
I began to share with you something in the morning. Hold on, please. How that Lagos, I was sharing with Pastor while we were coming down from Lagos, that Lagos is the spiritual child of Abel Kuta. Abel Kuta is an ancient mystery in the spirit. Let me tell you this. The anointing of the spirit is stored in men, is stored in geographic locations, and stored in institutions. These are the three platforms for storing the anointing. Men, geographic locations. There are territories when you move into, certain possibilities are activated automatically. Whether you are born again or not, such as long life, such as certain things, there are people within these territories that certain hands of evil cannot touch them. It has nothing to do with them. The territory has a covenant like the ark of God that speaks even when they are sleeping. Hear me? The strength, I say this with every sense of respect, the strength of Lagos and the ministries in Lagos is powered by the mystery in Abel Kuta. It's true. It's true. It's true. The excellency of the investment of the spirit in this land is what we see across the shores and the borders. And there is an agenda to, to stop the continuity of that, that prophecy that the fathers have laid even in this land. And God has set up conferences like this as a system of restoration. And as a system of bringing people. There are probably men and women of God here who have done their best. Who have pushed and pushed and pushed. The moment you try and it doesn't work. It's a sign that something is wrong in the realm of the spirit. Be patient. Don't wear yourself out. And you stay and tap into certain things. Now let me tell you this. When God sends men your way. Do you know why we honor men? You will hear me say it a thousand times. We don't honor men just because they carry bodies and we speak well. They honor, we honor men because we have discerned that through alignment and the sacrifice of priesthood, they have been able to capture certain dimensions of spiritual possibility and it resides within them. And they can carry it to a region and open that region, not just a program, open that region to a portal, a dimension of spiritual possibility. So the Bible says, and by a prophet, the Lord used a prophet like a fetcher, and by a fetcher, you fetch water from a well, and by a prophet, the doer is God, but the instrument, and by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Jesus, the word of God, pastor, walked under a closed heaven for 30 years. As the word of God, his heavens were closed for 30 years until he met a man. Jesus, the living Logos, was under a closed heaven for 30 years. When he met John, John said, I'm not worthy. He said, John, leave that one. Suffer to be so. It's an ordinance. It's a system. Men don't rise on their own. Someone must open someone's heaven. It's an established ordinance. Not even Jesus was exempted from it. And the Bible says that John baptized him when he came out the heavens open. It was not the day God chose to speak. It was the day Jesus chose to align to his system of operation. Are we together? Listen. 
all the people who are about to be healed now and all the people who are about to be blessed. It's not just that today was the day God chose. It was the day that their spirits were able to align with God's system. For like Abel, if you offer it accordingly, will it not be accepted? Are we together now? So for the next few minutes, I'd like you to open your heart to receive. There's something your family needs in this conference. There is something your destiny needs. Some of you scattered across, watch all the great men and women of God seated in front here, and you desire their dimensions, whereas it has already been written of you. But is it not for this cause that God has brought you for this program? Are we together? So we're going to do it very fast. I will pray for the sick and just minister to people very quickly and your life will so change. I prayed and I told God something. I said, Lord, please, let, let your, the effulgence of your glory, let your glory like a hen sitting on the egg until it hatches. Let that be what will happen. An incubation of dreams and dimensions and portals. Some of you, what you are receiving tonight is not just an anointing. It's more than that. You are receiving the continuity of a system. You see that? That something that used to happen but stopped and God can find you. Because after Cain killed Abel, men no longer called upon the name of the Lord. There was a breach. And then the Bible says, And Adam knew his wife, and she begged him set. And it says, And then men again began to call upon the Lord. That, that thing was breached in the spirit. There are many things that should have happened in Abel Kuta, but for some reason, either through dishonor to the men and women of God who are already there, some of you have stopped entering that possibility. But tonight, like the hair of Samson, Something is coming upon you. Just pray one prayer. Father, visit me and change my life. Pray that prayer. Visit me. Shift my ministry to a new dimension. Shift my business. Shift my career. I see the rain of your love. I see the wind of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven. Let us see. I see the rain of your love. We feel the wind of your spirit. Now the heartbeat of heaven. Let us see. So let it rain, let it rain.
Hallelujah. I'm about to pray for you now. Um, I don't know how we are going to do it, but please, ushers, make sure that you protect the men and women of God so that, um, or protocol or whatever it is. Now, I want to pray for you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want to pray now. I'm seeing, the first thing I'm seeing is a restoration of graces. Listen, an anointing that used to be in certain people's lives. And I want to pray now. I'm seeing the number 14. 14. And you bring them out. I stretch my hands now. There are 14 people. The anointing of the Spirit is coming upon them. It's a fire for strange restoration. Receive it right now. I stretch my hands. Please help them. Bring them out. Step into that dimension. I command it. As an ordinance, my God, please help them. Please help them. Step into that dimension. I command it by the Spirit. The grace for restoration. 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 You'll never be the same. He said, and I will restore all the years. I will restore. I will restore. I will restore. I command it in the name of Jesus. Restore. Hallelujah. I'm praying for you now. I hear the word speed. Listen. The Bible says, Elijah told Ahab, run. I share the sound of the abundance of rain. But he remained. And the Bible says, the hand of God came upon Elijah. And he began to run on barefoot. There are some of you, there are dimensions you would have entered. There are levels in life you would have gotten to. But I don't know what stood against you. But tonight as I speak to you there is an unction from heaven maybe not for everyone but right now at the count of three that grace right to the back someone is entering a dimension of speed. Lord where are they? Step into that dimension now. Take that anointing. Enter that level of speed for you and your family. Speed. Shake it, take it, take it. Speed in ministry, speed in career, speed in academic. Before the end of the meeting, we are going to pray over the gifts of the Spirit and the rest. But what I'm seeing now, I'm seeing an eagle hovering around this auditorium. Listen, that's the spirit of prophecy. 
is the grace. Listen, there are many of you, God has not only called you, but there is a grace. There are Deborahs in this meeting that in this season must arise. There are men and women at the count of three. Lord, wherever they are, inside or outside in the overflow, the spirit of prophecy, many of you will be very surprised. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus, by the mystery of the eagle, seven horns, seven eyes, the eyes that see and the ears that hear, receive that grace now. I command Deborah, arise, arise. Let the mantle of prophecy come upon you. The grace, you have seen it in dreams. You have seen it in vision. Now enter the experience of it. Listen to me. Mantles are falling here tonight. Mantles are falling here tonight. The borders are rising here tonight. Mother Kai arising from the gate of the church for the kings to be born. For revival to return, for revival to return, for the kings to be your name. I will just speak over your life since there are many people. But young man, look at me. I want to pray for you. There is a grace for teaching that the Lord is bringing upon your life. You will step into a fresh dimension of the teaching grace. Make sure you hold it. Receive of that grace. In the name of Jesus, you will never be the same. Now, I want to pray for you. The Lord is speaking to me and he's saying I should tell you this gentleman is rolling away the reproach from your life the reproach rolling away the reproach I want to pray I'm not just calling you just like that if you believe me I will pray a prayer that will change your life 
as you are lifting your hands, I shift you in the spirit to a new dimension of grace. I shift you now. I shift you now. I shift you now by the anointing of the spirit to a new dimension of possibilities. I command a level of favor that you have never seen over your life. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Just go back to your seat. Go back to your seat. Um, there is, I'm seeing a lady. What's the name of the hospital in this place? Like the Federal Medical Center. I'm seeing a lady. Your mother is in the Federal Medical Center as we talk now. Please, who is that person? In that hospital. I'm seeing a woman lying down. I don't know what the sickness is, but I'll pray for the sick. We have to hurry up so we don't take too much time. I'm, I'm praying for that person right now. And then there is a gentleman called Gabriel. Gabriel. Who is Gabriel? A gentleman called Gabriel. You are wearing suit, but there's no tie. With like a white shirt. Suit. You are wearing a suit. Who is that person? Gabriel. Is there someone like that, please? Gabriel, you are wearing a suit. With a... Where is that? What's your name, sir? Gabriel, what do you do? I'm a medical sense rep. You are what? Medical sales rep. What does that mean? Medical sales rep. I want to pray for you because I'm seeing you rising in the spirit and the Lord is saying it's a new season for you. Look at me. Do you believe what I'm saying? Yes, no, no. If their names are not Gabriel, please, they should go back to them. Oh, in the hospital, in the name of Jesus, a new dimension for you. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Your mom is in the hospital. Look at me. What's your name? I hope somebody knows her so that you don't think that this is some. Your mom is in which hospital? FMC. What's wrong with her? Goita. Goita operation. Goita. How about you? She, um, she has um, a BP. The person to pray for is you, not even your mother. Eh? I'm going to pray for you. You are a lovely lady, but I'm, I'm seeing a lot of demonic attacks in your life. And I have to pray for you. Hold my hand. In the name of Jesus, it is over right now. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit, over forever. Let's pray for your mom. Father, by your mercy, in the name of Jesus, let it be over right now. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead, I command in the name of Jesus, and I declare perfection for our mother right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hold on, please. Why is she there? Okay. What's wrong? Your mom? Come. What's your name? Ukola. What's wrong with her? Sit down. She, huh? she has fracture. Fracture. She had a fracture. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'll pray for the sick now. Now, the anointing that is flowing from me to you is a call of God upon your life. This is not your mother. Huh? This is an anointing upon your life that the hand of god is upon you leave your mom's issue now but you are coming out this woman you're going to be a mighty woman of god in the name of jesus christ i lay my hands and i declare that you begin to have encounters with the spirit that will lead you to that point where you will know the lord and you will love the lord with all your heart can we pray for the sick now hallelujah now listen to me no matter how little the infirmity is, many of you were here last year, we 
we want to we want to don't don't worry I'll, I'll ask them there's a reason why we ask them to come hold on this is what I'm seeing there is a deliverance coming for a family now hold on hold on I'm seeing a lady the anointing of the spirit is coming on her now there is a strong deliverance this is I see a siege over that family I just saw fire living that's the lady in the name of Jesus Christ it is done and done forever we stay the hand of darkness over this family hallelujah now I want to pray for the sick well those at the gallery those outside whether you have a seat or not those following maybe with the projectors as I pray for you I want you to believe that sickness must go not will go must go it's leaving you are we together now if you brought someone on a wheelchair or on a crutch or you brought someone blind or deaf you will need to assist them so that we take all that nonsense out of their lives and that they walk free are we together so I want to pray for you now this is what will happen for time's sake when I pray for you you're going to check yourself and as the power of God touches you let's see because there's, there's, there are people here I would I will tell you when you would just come here we may not be able to take all but at least let it be on record so we're going to ask you I'm sure a few pastors will be here so they will check you and then we'll have your testimonies and I will heal you hallelujah let it only be when I pray for you when I pray for you and then I'll ask you to come out when you are healed are we together praise the Lord now lay your hands lay your hands wherever you are trusting God for a miracle lay your hands right now believing that he is able to break every chain break every chain break every chain he will break every chain break every chain break every chain hallelujah in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus, the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. There is an operation of the Spirit in my life that is strange. That's just what I wanted to say. Every time I'm about to pray under the anointing, the power of God comes on someone to shout to the hearing of everybody. I don't know why it happens. I don't know why it happens. I'm still a student in the school of the Spirit learning. That's it. Now I'm ready to pray for the sick. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity right now. 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 I re help them please. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity right now. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity right now. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity right now. This man, this man, Pastor, come. I'm seeing a healing anointing coming on your life. Lift your hands, sir. I don't know. In the name of Jesus Christ, hold my hand, sir. In the name of Jesus Christ, that grace, that oil, that thing has been on you, even right from when I was preaching. In the name of Jesus, you drink of that oil. You will begin to see a strange move of healing in your meeting. 
Let there be a release of that supply of grace for you. In the name of Jesus. Now from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, I command be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Every sickness and every infirmity, I take authority over it now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is healing someone of deafness on your right ear. I command that ear to be open right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm seeing several people with lungs, like breast lump, is leaving right now. In the name of Jesus. I command pile to go right now. All kinds of ulcers be gone right now. Help that lady, please. Help that lady. There's an anointing on her. I command that ulcer to go now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Migraine headache be healed right now. All forms of hepatitis be healed now. Every challenge with your bones. In the name of Jesus, I command creation right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord is healing a chest condition. Very severe chest condition. In the name of Jesus, be healed right now. Be healed right now. I'm seeing a lady with a severe issue of bleeding. Severe issue of bleeding is been so whether you're on your period or not, the bleeding and this is I'm seeing something in your stomach looking like some kind of malignant growth, like a fibroid. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over it right now. I take authority over it right now. I command be healed now. Whether I mention your case or not, be healed now. I bring you the life and power of Jesus. Be healed life to your body now. 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 Now I'm going to ask you to do what you couldn't do. And as you check yourself and see that the power of God has touched you, we are going to raise a song of worship wherever you are, whether you are outside or inside. I want you to make up, make a way and, and come and queue up here. Okay, you're going to queue up here. I know it's going to be a long line. God is already touching people. Some of you, even before I began to pray, whilst you were under the anointing, you just found out that something left you. Now, um, we're going to take that testimony. Let's shame the devil in Abel Kuta. Are we together now? Let's let the devil know that Jesus is Lord. All these people, look at this man. Sir, what's wrong with him? Sir, look at me. Lift that thing up. Lift it. Walk. Go. Come. In the name of Jesus, strength to your limbs. Don't be under pressure. Don't worry. Just check yourself. Put your hand down. Up. You couldn't lift this hand. Down. Lift it. Up. Down. Up. Down. Up. Down. Help me. Please stand someone. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bring you the life and power of this kingdom. And I declare, hand receive life now. Lift it up. Lift it up. Down. Lift it up. Down. Lift it up. Down. Lift it up. Down. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sir, move your leg. 
Move your leg. Lift it. Look at this. Lift it. Lift it. Now just move. Don't be under pressure. You are seeing recovery happen to you. You just walk and stand there when he's tired. Or check yourself. Look at what God is doing right now. Someone pray. I, I saw a gentleman on a wheelchair. Someone pray for the leg. The legs are slim. I see even the feet is distorted. Don't be under pressure to lift him if he's not strong and ready to rise. Are we together now? Please, so that you don't injure them. In the name of Jesus, I declare now, as you check yourself, you will find out that God makes sure a miracle has happened. If a miracle has happened, check them, confirm them, and make your way to the front now. Everyone, Lord, let there be a release of miracles here right now. Signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus Christ, let there be miracles right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now begin to check yourself and make yourself your way to the front. Check yourself. Do what you couldn't do. You will be surprised for many of you that something miraculous has happened to you. Give us a song of praise and let's dance to the glory of God while we confirm them now. Let there be a few pastors there checking them. Make your way. Don't be ashamed. Quickly check yourself. If you need to go out to the restroom to check yourself. I'm seeing someone. The lady I spoke about with the issue of blood. Go and check yourself now. Now. You will find out that that thing has gone. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Check yourself and begin to make your Hallelujah. Is a song of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the sound of rejoicing hear. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the sound of breakthrough. Hallelujah. Check your Hallelujah. Check your bell. Go ahead, sir. Come. 
quickly. I have a part of my armpit. What's your name? Off. My name is Samuel. Samuel. Ifaye. Okay. So I had a part of my armpit swollen off. So while we were praying, it was paining me severely. How long? How long? It has been a week now. Okay. So it was paining me severely. So I just observed that God posted. It just busted like that. Yes, and it's gone. Touch yes, it. Any pain. It's gone. No more pain. Completely. Yes, sir. No pain. Give Jesus praise. Come quickly, please. Let that one or two ushers in front. It will never return to you again in the name of Jesus. It goes and goes forever. Yes, please. Next person. Quickly, a few ushers can stand while we have a few up here. They can, they can record it after the testimony. Just, just position them. Straight to the point and yes, please. I had a lump in your my name, right Your name, your name? Yes. What was the issue? I had a lump in my right breast. You had a lump in your right breast. Yes. For how long? Since like secondary school. That's how long? Tell us how long. That's Let's see. over six years. Over six years. And now it's gone. Yes. You checked it. Yes. Come on, Abel Kuta. Give Jesus praise. Never, never, never return to you again in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, please. I had a lump in my left breast. You had a lump too. For how long? For one year. One year. And now it's gone. You are sure you checked it. I'm seeing an anointing on you as I'm talking to you right now. I stretch my hands on you. I'm seeing an anointing coming on you. And the Lord is saying, I should prophesy to you. That he's restoring all things. Receive that anointing in the name of Jesus for restoration in your life and everything that you have lost. Let it be gone forever. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, please. I do have, my name is Some Anna. of you in the name of Jesus, the same way we are taking miracles, this is what will begin to happen in your meetings in a strange dimension. In the name of Jesus Christ. My my right ear have been blocked now for close to four years. I do your right ear? Yeah. For yeah. how long? Close to four Come years. Come on, you people now. don't celebrate miracles in this city. Four years. What's your name? Anna. Okay. So now if, when you were praying, I, 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 I could observe a, an opening. It's kind of clear. I could hear clearly with it. And now you can hear very well yes. with it. Yes. Completely. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. It remains so for you, open forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, this man, oh my God. Look at what God is doing to our, our dear uncle here. Please tell us, sir, what happened to you? Can he talk? I have partial stroke. For how long, sir? Close to a year. Close to a year. And now God is beginning to. Look at this. Lift your hands.
This is what this man came in with. Sir, let me not bother you too much, but I want you to hold it and dance before the devil. Let the devil see what God has done. I did it by In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Yes, please help him. Quickly, next person. Praise God. I've been having serious chest pain for the past three days now and improper breathing. But now I'm okay. Chest pain. Yes. Come. Lay your hand on your chest. In the name of Jesus, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, it is over, goes forever. Yes, please. My name is Damola and I've been having shoulder pain for more than three years and even my right one came again but now completely it's gone in the name of Jesus never never returns to you by the anointing of the spirit yes please go ahead my name is Akronie Daniel I bless the Lord I'm SS and I believe God has I you are SS. SS yeah and I believe let God me has prophesy over anyone with any blood disease, whether AS, ASS, and any kind of blood-related disease. Please believe, I'm not just motivating you. In the name of Jesus, the maker of the heavens and the earth, I decree and declare, I speak to your blood and I speak to your system. I command now by the power of the Holy Spirit a change of genotype. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, it will never, never, never. Sir, are you a man of God? You are a pastor. I want you to rejoice. I'm seeing something strange. Ah, but but you, you are not an overseer. You are not an, I'm not seeing you as an overseer. I'm seeing you like a branch pastor. You are pastoring a branch. Is that you? What, where, where is that? Ah, I'm seeing you and I'm seeing the face of my friend, Pastor Pete Rock. This is House on the Rock. What's your church? Because I look at you and I see the face of my friend. He's the pastor of House on the Rock in Mina. Is that true? And the Lord is saying, I should tell you that this is your season of ingathering. He's bringing people and opening doors for you. In the name of Jesus, I lay my hands upon you. Enter that dimension of grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, please. Go ahead. So, SS, okay. I and all the, my siblings. Everybody in your family. Yes. Please be patient. We're going to be done shortly. We may not take all and of them. Also, I have joint problem. I can't work very well. So, I believe that. In the name of Jesus, come. Let it be over right now by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yes, please. Come quickly. Praise the Lord. My name is Comfort. I've been having pains all over my body for the past two weeks. Alfred. 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 Who is Alfred? Alfred. I hear a name, Alfred. Alfred. Your name is Alfred. Yes. 
Spirit of God was ministering, the world was entering me and quickly my system. When he said, your system is going to change, then I begin to feel some movement. And also I've been having a day. But when he said, I should, we should lay our hands, I receive my And right now it's gone. Come, yes. darling. In the name of Jesus Christ. Never, never come. Bring her. Never returns to you by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yes, please. Um, my name is Tipo. Um, I was diagnosed and I just confirmed I have hepatitis B. When you were in ministry, you mentioned hepatitis, and after a while, I felt something in my. I can't physically confirm it, but I felt something in my stomach, and I trust God that it is gone. Of course, it is gone. Come. Some of these, some of these demonic infirmities that the devil uses to destroy our lives don't give no place to the devil. Give no place. Refuse. It is better to die in faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? Give no place to the devil. Yes, please. Go My ahead. name is Bukola. I've had this pain since last year, January. Abdominal I've pain. My lifestyle, but as you were praying, what I kind of pain? pain? What, what what does it do? Lower, Lower abdominal pain. Yes. For how long? For January last year. Come, and it's gone now. What do you do? In the name of Jesus Christ, put your hand there. I command that it's gone and gone forever. I'm seeing someone here. Uh, I need to pray for you. You walk in the bank. I'm seeing trouble. This is something that has to do with a sum that is missing. This is what the Lord is showing me. And, and I'm seeing... Um, I'm not a prophet of doom. Please don't get me wrong. I'm just communicating something that the Lord is putting. I'm seeing... Because I'm seeing a number of people in a unit being summoned. And all of them given suspension. And to pay some millions. Because something that has to do with transaction and some 419 people you work in a don't be afraid it doesn't mean that you work in a bank you just come out but there's there's someone particularly i may not ask you to come out but in the name of jesus we change that report now in the name of jesus it will not happen may my god arise for you and for your loved ones and stay the power of evil for the rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous. The Bible says, lest they dip their hands in iniquity. So I declare that they are preserved in Jesus' and name. And talk about my name. For the past three years now, I've been dealing with ulcer. I'm, I'm not a patient. For the past three years now. You're an but, ulcer patient. Yes. And tonight, I, what happened to you? Yes. As you are about to start the healing, prophet, I, I, I feel that the trauma was seriously worrying me. But by the time you pray, everything is disappeared. It's gone completely. Come. In the name of Jesus, never returns to you by the anointing of the Spirit. My name is Asayolufemi Abayomi. Uh, my son has been having continuous cough for like more than three years now. What, what was that, sir? Cough. Cough. Or cough. For over more than three years now. So during the, during the ministration, he started coughing again proficiously. And then immediately the thing just stopped. And up to then, to, to now, it's yeah. gone forever. Come on now. Bring him, sir. How are you, my friend? You're fine? You see how wicked the devil is? He doesn't know old and young. He doesn't know male and female. The devil will kill anybody he can kill, destroy anybody he can destroy. Look at this young uh, boy now. Imagine what will happen to him in school with his colleagues. Imagine that this were your son. But Jesus. Hallelujah. But Jesus. 
Father, thank you for perfecting this young boy. But Lord, I'm praying that much more than that, you will use him. I'm seeing serious financial breakthrough coming for you. You believe what I'm saying? Yes. Um, let, let me, I, I don't mean to embarrass you. Huh? But it will not come from the man you are expecting from. There's somebody who is supposed to send you money. He has disappointed you. It will still happen. Take your mind away from him. God is bringing another door. Open in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, perfect this boy in Jesus' name. Carry your child, carry your miracle. In the name of Jesus Christ. My name yes, is Oluwatimle. As the man of God was praying that we should touch where we are feeling any disease. Yes, yes. I've been having ulcer, but from the beginning of this age, it's been very severe. So when I touched my stomach, I felt while I was closing my eyes, I saw a black shell fell to my hand. And it's gone completely calm. You move mountains. You come Hold on. You were diagnosed of what? Breast lump. Right breast, breast lump. lump. The right breast. Last year, but as I checked it now, I can't find it there. You can't find the lump. Come, come. Listen, let me teach you something. We're rounding up. But let me teach you something. You see, miracles have a message. Do you understand? The message in the miracle must be discerned for you to be blessed. If all you see is just that breast lump disappears, then you did not discern the miracle. The God who can shrink a lump in a moment can take away pain in a moment. Are we together? So the message here is to see his creative power and also believe him for other dimensions. We discern miracles by hearing the voice of God through them. Are we, are we together? Are we blessed? My dad will never return to you. Where is your mother? Where is home? Your mom is in Lagos. Tell your mother that the month of July is a month of strange breakthrough. Go and tell her. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, please. My name is Toby. I had an accident. Then I've, I've been feeling pain at the lower part okay, of my let, body. Let's, 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 take, let's take three or four more people. Please, everyone, make sure you are patient. I will pray for you. I just want to prophesy over everyone and, and so that we conserve time. There are more miracles happening. Look what God is doing in Abelkuta. In the name of Jesus, even after this conference, may the signs and wonders continue in every life and every minute. In the name of Jesus. Yes, please. Go ahead. To be had an accident, they will be feeling... It you had an accident? Yes. I'll when be, was that? On Monday. Then I'll be feeling a pain at the lower part of my back. So I can't bend well. When I want to pick anything, I'll have to. Yes. Bend. And what happened tonight? I'm, I'm okay now. Completely. Bend. Come. Bend down. Bend down. Any pain? Completely. There's no pain. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare you perfected by the hand of God. Supernatural perfection for you. Yes, please. My name is Fumi. I've had ulcer since I was in secondary school. My God. I decided to wait on God in spite of the pain. And I just suddenly the pain stopped. Suddenly. And I'm touching it. I can't feel it. You're touching it and the pain is not. I can't feel it. Come. 
place your hand on your tummy in the name of Jesus Christ I prophesy perfection for you in the name of Jesus Amen please speak me Miss Odufoa Bessie I've been having this sharp pain in my stomach for a while and when I started praying it stopped and I also have um, eye problem I've been having it for like 10 years now and eye problem what couldn't you do what couldn't you do what couldn't you do well, I could not see well, far, far away. Very far. Yes. And right now you can see. Yes. Very far. You made a way. Father, we thank you for these miracles that you are doing. Let there be perfection for this dear lady in the name of Jesus Christ. My name is Bamdele Antoni. Yes. Actually, I can't really say the particular time that I've been having this pain. It was since my secondary school days when I used to have my mom with luggages. When I've been having next to that oh. My name is Ulo Akurede. I've been having this chest pain and long Fruit of my the wound. Married? You are here. Your wife is here? Oh, that's your wife. You are a wise man. I'll pray for you now. My name is Ulo Akurede. I've been having this chest pain from January and long, I've been feeling long... Believe me, you are, you are not here to disgrace yourself. Praise the Lord. Don't think you are coming here and everybody is seeing you. And no, don't, don't, don't. I don't care what the medical report is. All, all that one is just the doctors are doing their thing. Let's do our thing. Praise the Lord. Make sure that when the children come, you also come. I think I heard that a miracle, a similar miracle like that happened. I don't know if it was the last time I came or something. One of the people now has a child that God gave them a child. It's wonderful to see the word of God work. Yes, please. My name is Olua Krede. I've been having this chest pain and I've been feeling lumps in my breast since January. And I've been having this severe headache since last week. I and did not, but now I'm feeling everything, okay. is, everything gone. is gone. Everything is gone. In the name of Jesus Christ, perfection for you. Um, I'm seeing the anointing on you. I'm seeing an anointing on you. A strong anointing. I'm going to pray for everybody, but I'm, I just wanted to pray and I just felt a tap and I turned and I saw the anointing on you. Let me tell you something. Listen. Listen. Please, let, let's be a little silent. And let me tell you something about the power of God. You see, Ba, the way God walks is not the way men walk. You all have medical reports right now that testify that there might be some problem here and there. Maybe a fibroid, maybe some kind of issues. Now, the goal here is not to come and argue and debate those things. The goal is to introduce to you a reality that is higher than all of that. If God cannot do this, then he is not God. My dear, I cause witchcraft. Now, out! Let her go. This woman, this woman in green. Out! Let her go now. Release her now. I'm seeing, this is, I'm seeing her womb tied and I'm seeing a snake. This is what I'm seeing. Release her now. Mm. This God, eh? Just like that. And it's over. Madam, Look at
this woman doesn't look young. I don't know how long this woman may have waited, Pastor. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm seeing a baby boy. This is what I'm seeing. Yes, you can collect the boy and I'll pray for you. I want to pray for you. Sir, how long have you been trusting God, you and your wife? Okay, I'll pray for you. Listen, it is God that can make the barren woman to become a, a joyful mother of many. Joshua Selman cannot do anything in his power. But I want you to believe that it's over. In the name of Jesus. I speak over every one of you right now in the name of Jesus. Return with your children. It's over. In the name of Jesus. Believe me. Believe me. Not um, you've, you've, you've respected your own doctors, but let it be over. In the name of Jesus. You and your wife, now go and have your children. In the name of Jesus Christ. Madam, I take out what is in your stomach. And I open up your stomach for a child. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sir, where do you work? You do business. What are you doing with fish? I'm a fish farmer. You are what? I'm seeing you with fish. Uh, but it's not moving the way you want it to move. Huh? Two things. Not just fish. God is connecting you with a man who will change your life in two months. May this happen in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, over, I cause the power of the devil. Madam, look at me. You already have a child? You don't have any child. How long have you been married, ma'am? Oh, adopted one. This is an adopted child. Oh my God. Oh my God. 23 years. Oh. 23 years with no child. This is an adopted child. If this conference was organized just for this woman, Pastor, it is worth it. 23 years. By now, her daughter would have been preparing to get married. You know that? Madam, if all I pray for you for is for a child, I'm a wicked man of God. Come. If all I pray for you for is for a child, I've not done you good. 23 years of mockery. This is Nigeria for you. 23 years. I'm not embarrassing you, ma. But I stand here. I'm doing it in the open. In the presence of everybody. I stand here. If I be a man of God... I stand in the name of Jesus. Then I release your child now. Please help her. In the name of Jesus, get something to cover her. Madam, stand up. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to you. According to the time of life, I open the gates of your womb. Go and carry your child. I'm saying it in the open. That's why I brought her here. So that it won't be something that you think it was. Look at her face. I'm, pro I'm not a stupid man of God. I have a family. Do you understand? My, I will not sit down and let my loved ones come and rubbish myself in the presence of people. I'm saying it in the open. In the presence of every critic and every devil that God still works. And he still works in Abel Kuta. 
in the name of Jesus. Number two, madam, may God give you one child that is equal to a nation. You don't need a child. You need a nation in a child. That's the only reward that befits 23 years. If you give birth to a child at 23 and he becomes a thief 10 years later, is that a blessing? You didn't give birth to a child. Madam, number two, I pray for you. Every young person who knows you, I command by the Spirit that they rise up and help you. I put an anointing on your life. That anointing that was upon Esther. The Bible says everyone who looked at her, if you made contact with Esther, you were forced to bless her. And it will happen beginning from tonight. God will put a burden in people to rise up and bless you. I release this for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Madam, how long have you, have you been married? Almost 27 years now. 27 years by October. And I have a gift to God. I've adopted two of my husband's children. But I know, I know the devil cannot kill me. I know. Pastors, 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 please listen. Let's continue to trust God to keep increasing our anointing. You see, I'm holding myself literally as I watch this woman cry. My mother is alive. Some of you, this is your mother here, like this. Is that true? 27 years, madam. The devil wants to kill me because that is not possible. I want my son. Where are you from? From Ijeboje. But I came from Lagos today. I came from the camp. You came from Lagos camp. for this program? Yes, I came yeah. from camp. Yeah. He's my friend. He invited me. Two of you are friends. Yes. What kind of good women are these? Please, I, I know, I know, I know we are taking a little time. Please, just be patient. I will round up. This is this is a very serious issue. These are the kinds of miracles that, when it happens. One of this kind of miracle to any church will dumbfound principalities. These are notable miracles. That's why we stay. Because everybody knows them. The critics know. Are we together now? So we are not, I, I, I'm not trivializing what God is doing with anybody. But please, a combination, 23 years, 27 years. How many years together? 27 plus 23 is what? This is 50 years captivity. You move mountains. 
I don't even know the kind of prayer I start praying for these women because listen if you even pray for one if they plan to have three or four children I remember many of you know the testimony in a ministry where just because of eight years pastor a woman was barring for eight years I said why and that woman had triplets three eight years and this is 27 why is our mother here? Please someone find out. What's, what's the issue? Please someone attend to her. She wants to be prayed for. She's an old woman. That's if she, she wants to be prayed for. Mama has a testimony. Mama, what is your testimony? Waste pain. I've been having that waste pain for the past 22 years. It's gone now. I'm coming to you. Mama waste pain for 22 years. Can we walk a little fast with you? testimony 20 how many years mama 22. 22 years and the devil once wanted to cripple and destroy this woman but tonight imagine pastor if this conference was not put together mama in the name of jesus i not only pray for perfection for you i pray in the name of jesus you will live so long and you will live in health and blessing. Where are your children, Mama? You don't have any child. This is your mother. You know this is true. Look at how happy he is. I'm seeing you twins. Where is the other one? Abuja. Mama, what, what do you do? I, I'm still looking for a job, but I'm a teacher. You are what? I'm still looking for a job, but I'm a teacher. What? Your brother in Abuja, what's he doing? He's just looking for jobs. It's not just. He's roaming around. That's what I'm seeing. There is no job. There is no money. There is no connection. He just went there hoping that God will do something. Promotion does not come from the east, nor the west, nor the south. There is a God who is the lifter of men. There is my God. I don't know about your God. But my God can lift men. And in the name of Jesus, I prophesy to you. No, no, no. You don't have to hold my leg. You see, if you hold my leg, I will fall down and two of us will not be able to. But hold on. Don't, 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 don't worry. I, I see your faith. I know you are sincere. Just hold my hand. In the name of Jesus Christ, I open these gates of possibility to your family. In the name of Jesus, between now and th the next three months, Mama, all your two sons will be gainfully employed. In the name of Jesus, God bless you, Mama. Madam, who is this one again? Huh? 
Hold on, don't worry. I will pray for you. All of you, I'll pray for you. This, these are special cases, eh? Don't just you stand here. I'll pray for you. What kind of prayer do we pray for this our auntie now? And now, the devil now wants to kill you with cancer. Come again. Tumor. Tumor on your breast. I believe that one, madam. The God who brought you out, eh? These are demonic things. This is a body. When you take the spirit out of it, it dies. There is a spirit that makes the body grow. Because it's not growing in symmetry with your body. So it's sponsored by another life that is not the life that is this body. You see that? And James chapter 2 and 26 tells us that when a body does not have a spirit, it dies. So the way this thing dies is taking away the spirit components in it. Father, by your mercy, in the name of Jesus Christ, take away this demonic, malignant growth. I command it to die now. In the name of Jesus. Madam, I open your womb in the name of Jesus. I don't care what is there. Womb receive only a seed for a child. Not, not fibroid, not all of this nonsense. In the name of Jesus. I release you just like your precious friend. Be healed, be perfected. I command this growth to start shrinking and to die and disappear from your body. I forbid the earth from receiving your body. You will not die. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. My dear, come. Three years is over. Put your hand in your stomach. In the name of Jesus Christ. Tell your husband a man of God prayed for you and it's over. Come, my dear. How many years? Five years. Five years. It's over now. In the name of Jesus. Over. Both of you. Come. Ah! I remember her. Look at these are my people. Oh. Can you imagine that? Okay, let's pray. Place your hand on your stomach. Jesus, let it be over right now. Out! By the Spirit of God, I command perfection. Perfection. Carry children, not just a child. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My dear, how long? It's been a year. A year. You're married? In the name of Jesus Christ. Over. It will be like a dream, brothers and sisters. You will see what the Lord will do. Can we just take two more? Just two more. And um, pastor, what we can do is, we can just record this, all of them. And we'll, okay, fine. Just two more. Praise the Lord. My name is Emmanuel. I've been having this partial addiction a month and it's been terrible. I thought it's ordinary, maybe malaria. What's that? Headache. Headaches. Look like a pain is being shook in my brain and I don't feel comfortable whenever it comes. Okay, come. It's over forever. In the name of Jesus Christ. Over. Yes, please. My name is Temisope. I had a pile of piles since eight years ago. Pile. I believe in God that has done. No pain. It's gone completely. Come. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, I pray for you. Pile is of the devil. It goes. It leaves you forever. In Jesus' name. Now, I pray, I pray, we may not be able to take, but all of you who came out here for testimony, just lift your hands. I speak over your lives right now. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. The miracles that you have received, I command them perfected in Jesus' name. They will never return to you again. I declare that because you have come out boldly to testify, my God perfects you. In Jesus' name I pray. Please rise up everybody. We are rounding up. Rise up everybody. It's called the latter rain. Just two minutes and we are done. This prayer I want to pray for you will change your life. Please rise up everybody. Hallelujah. It says, ask ye of the Lord rain. You don't have to bring them out now. But I want to activate certain spiritual things now. It is now that mantles and graces and anointings are about to fall. There are people scattered everywhere. I know it's a bit late. But just give me two minutes and I'll pray for you. Is that alright? At the count of three, I want you to shout the name Jesus. Listen, as you shout that name, I'm going to begin to pray. There are mantles and graces and anointings from the front to the back. My God is going to be shifting people into seasons. It will happen all of a sudden. And you will find out that your life will change. Some of you may not be sick, but you came with burdens here. Within this one to two minutes, God is going to move in a way that will touch you. Father, I pray that you hearken to the prayers of your servant. And in the name of Jesus, as your people shout, let there be an initiation into a realm of power, a realm of grace, a strange order of spiritual possibility. Right now, are you ready? One, two, three, shout Jesus. I command that anointing of life now. I command that grace. Help them. Take it, take it, take it, Receive that anointing. The anointing for exploit. That anointing for the end time army. I release upon you now. Hallelujah. Now I declare and declare. Listen. Any one of you here called into ministry, I declare that the anointing that comes, let a fresh anointing help that lady. Let it land on you now. Let a fresh fire, let a fresh anointing come upon your life now. Come upon your ministry now. There are people here who must carry the healing anointing. The city of Abel Kuta needs men and women who will move in the power of the Spirit. I don't know where they are, but let fire from the throne land on some of you right now. That fire for healing. Help them please. Fire for healing. Fire for healing. Let it come upon you. For all those who are students here I don't know what academic challenge you may be having but I stand in the name of Jesus and I prophesy rise to a new level rise to a new dimension rise to a new level rise to a new dimension every family represented here that is experiencing all kinds of attacks and the devil is fighting the anointing 
that is upon your life and your family. Tonight, I call on the God of Jeshurun, the God that rides upon the wings of the wind. I command that God will arise as a mighty warrior and bring victory for your family. I don't know what has refused to work in your life. You have tried and tried. In the name of Jesus, I put an anointing in your life. Go back and go and excel. Go back and go and excel. Let me pray over your finances. The devil is out to rubbish people's finances because he knows that whatever affects your finances will affect your productivity, your focus, and your concentration. But in the name of Jesus, I pray for every family, every church, every business, a strange supply of financial resources. In the name of Jesus Christ, access to kings, access to helpers, access to nobles, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for your spiritual life. I don't know what has dried your spiritual life. You used to be on fire in your prayer life. And like Pastor shared, everything has gone down. Some of you used to love God, but you began to be distracted. Walking the way of sin, walking the way of pride. You didn't used to have affection and all these things for women or money. But somehow things just derailed you. But right now in the name of Jesus, I speak to you. Upon the altar of your prayer, fresh fire. Upon the altar of your prayer, fresh fire. Abel could have fresh fire. Abel could have fresh fire. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. Campus fellowships, different ministries, the spirit of revelation as a corporate experience, we release it upon this city in a greater dimension. We pray for every church in this city, especially every church that is under any kind of attack, regardless of denomination. We pray for the body of Christ in Abelkuta. Satan, take your hands off the church in Abelkuta. Satan, take your hands off the body of Christ in Abelkuta. We declare that in a higher dimension, let the spirit of unity bind the men and the women of God in this city. They may not all believe the same thing. They may not all walk in the same pattern. But I pray that the love of God will bind every man and every woman of God in the name of Jesus. That whatever the church in this city disallows will never find expression in this city. In the name of Jesus Christ, if there are any groups and any fraternities that are not consistent with the ways of God looming in this city, we command the earth to fight them. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And finally, I pray for all those who have contributed in making this Believers Conference a blessing. Some of you prayed, some of you fasted. Pastors here gave their all their members, their seeds. I'm aware of the sacrifices that went in. In the name of Jesus, between now and the end of this month, may the God I serve, the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, may my God surprise you. May my God lift you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want to deeply appreciate every one of you. Um, as we always do, we have brought an updated um, collection of all our teachings. And it is free for all the Christian communities, the believers around. We'll keep it with the media people and they'll give you access. Thank you so much for your love for Pastor and the entire body of Christ. I love Abel Kuta. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name.